what we do as a Hi, it's really good to be here and share something about what we do as a group at the CIIS. Uh, my name's Phil Atwell. It's my first year at CIIS, and the, one of the reasons why I actually applied to, to uh, teach at the school is because I knew from the website and from the newsletters of the GID team that there was a mission focus in the school. Um, it may be a small group, uh, but there is a mission focus, and that's one thing you can't replace. Uh, if you're trying to bring up kids to serve God properly, then you can do no better than to t send them out onto the mission field. So that's why I applied. Uh, I guess that's why I got the job. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, most of you probably know what the GID do. Uh, I'm just going uh, to share a little bit about what they do if you don't already know, which some of you might not. That didn't make sense, did it? But it, it will do long term. Uh, and then uh, a little bit of an outline of how we do that. And then we're going to go into our program, hopefully. Uh, right. Uh, for those that don't know, we are a ministry team. This is the uh, mission statement. Uh, we are a ministry team uh, dedicated to make disciples of all nations, starting with our own teachers and students. That's the, the mission statement. And uh, extending to the ends of the earth. Uh, but it's not just about outreach. Okay? If it was just about outreach, we're missing something because we're a school. We've got students and they're young. They're young Christians. And outreach without training is pointless. Okay, because they're not going to go out there and be as effective. So the other aim of GID is to train the kids. Okay, train the kids firstly how to share the gospel in a, a very simple way. We use a bridge, uh, the bridge method of sharing the gospel. But the second thing is to try and encourage them to live their lives as if they belong to God, so that they shine in the world. Uh, they show people what a Christian is, and they reflect God to the people around them. That's the aim. Uh, and so we have a vision. Uh, the vision statement is that uh, their lives will be a testament to their walk with God and they will glorify him more each day. And that they will seek uh, opportunities to impact others, whether that be within their own family, amongst their friends in school, their schoolmates, maybe not their friends in school, the people they don't like so much, um, people around them in their community in Hong Kong and out of Hong Kong into China, in our case, maybe Japan, who knows, uh, where God leads us. Uh, that's the vision for all of the kids in this place. So I hope that you will pray for them and encourage them in that. Um, right, so how do we achieve this? Sorry, I've gone over time already. Uh, how do we achieve this? Uh, well, firstly, um, there are 26 students this year. On the, I'm just checking my numbers. 26 students in the GID. They come from grades 9 to 12 of the school. Although there's only one grade 12 uh, in, in the group. Uh, it's a bit lonely. Never mind. Uh, anyway, there's a grade 9 to 12, and four, four permanent members of staff on the, on the team as well. Um, okay, what do we do? Mr. Yu, with Mr. Yu at the helm, over there, uh, very good steering the boat, uh, we go into China. Uh, we took three big groups uh, trips into China this year, um, with most of the kids going on each ones. Uh, and when we're in China, we are able to present a program of, activity, uh, of activities to the local churches. They invite us in. Uh, which is a real blessing to be able to do that in a country which isn't so free to share the gospel. Um, and then after we've done our program, uh, which will include dance, drime, music, jollity, um, uh, what else do we do? Theatre, drama, uh, I said that. Uh, oh, talk, Mr. Yu will end with a talk. And in that talk, he will invite people to stay behind and chat on a more personal one-to-one uh, -one or small group nature to discuss God's word, okay? And that's what happens. People stay behind, and uh, the kids have all been, uh, our kids, that is, have all been shown how to share the gospel um, using this bridge 
uh, method that I talked about earlier, um, with people that want to stay behind and know more about God. And that's the basic function of the GID. Uh, what else was I going to say? Oh, yes, there's also small group trips into China. Three have already gone this year. Small group trips which are designed to disciple new Christians or Christians in China. The young people in China don't have such a great uh, discipleship because obviously Christianity is very um, subdued over there. So if we can go in as small groups and disciple those young people, that's the aim of the small group trips. Maybe four or five of our kids and a teacher or two go over and share how to be a Christian um, with them. Uh, what else do we do? Oh yeah, we've got one more small group trip going into China next weekend, which is a busy time of year for the kids, so if you can pray for them, that would be really good, because exams are starting. Some, some of the kids might have had AP exams this week, uh, so please pray for them. Got, some of them are going, four or five of them are going into uh, China this next weekend. Uh, so how do we, uh, I've just told you how we do that. Um, so I was going to give you it again, make it even longer. Um, that's that. Oh, yeah. And uh, also, we have done the... Sorry, this is really long. Sorry, I've, I've, two minutes, he said. Um, we've gone into a school in Hong Kong. We've gone into... It's, it's not about going to other countries always. Our mission field is a anywhere God sends us, okay? And we took our program to a school in Tianmen, if I'm saying that correctly. I can't remember the name of the school. It was sort of Cantonese. Um, but I can't remember. But we took a program there. It's hard work. The Chinese, uh, the Chinese Hong Kong kids. Um, it's hard work sharing the gospel with them, probably harder than the Chinese, to be honest, in mainland China. Um, but we took a program there, and through uh, prayer, uh, maybe some of those kids will come to know the Lord. Um, so pray for them too. Uh, what you're about to see then, I'm finishing now, is um, an example of a program or bits of programs that we've done over the year, put together just for you, so you can see what we do to the local churches. Um, uh, sorry, I should have said that's in mainly Kaiping. I didn't say that. Oh, sorry, he's telling me to cut it. Uh, he should never have asked me to do it in the first place if he wanted a short one. Um, yeah, so we're going to start with a testimony. Uh, we've got a few testimonies today, and it's important that kids can share their testimonies with those people in China, so they're going to be doing it to you as well. And we're going to start with my very own son, Tim. Uh, so, yeah, over to the kids. So yeah, um, I'm Tim. <laughs> um, I'll try and keep this short because Dad went so long. But um, yeah, my parents and grandparents gave me a, a pretty good introduction into what it is to be a Christian from a very young age. Um, and although I became a Christian when I was young, I didn't really grow much. Um, I suppose I was pretty lukewarm until my youth leader suggested I pray for challenges um, and that God would take me out of my comfort zone. I did, and before you know it, I had signed up to a short-term mission trip to Malawi um, with a friend. Uh, it, it was really amazing because not only the trip, but the leading up to the trip, the amount that me and my friend had to trust in God um, to meet financial um, deadlines, to sort out practical issues. Um, it took a lot, and he pulled through every time. After we came back, um, I, I continued to grow. Um, my youth leaders lent me a few a few books about general Christian issues, and after reading them, my, my faith was just taken to higher levels each time. And it, it was a really good time. And then we moved to Hong Kong. I was really drawn to the GID team um, because of its focus on mission, and it's something that I felt that God was calling me to for a while, ever since I first heard about the possibility of a trip to Malawi. And basically, it's, it's been amazing. It's, it's been really good. 
so yeah, I'd like to share a few of the things that I've learned in GID. The first one is that of the importance of prayer. Sometimes we forget quite how important prayer is. It becomes a habit, a routine, um, and not the fact that we are talking to the God that made everything, that made us, that made the universe. And it becomes, instead of something amazing, it becomes just something mundane. Um, and on the first GID, the first GID trip of the year, it was my first time. I couldn't speak Chinese. I was feeling out my depth. So I didn't know what else to do, and I went and prayed. Um, and it was actually a really good time from, from feeling completely useless to feeling amazing and having a time to reconnect with God and support my teammates in what they were doing through prayer and, and just reforging a relationship that was kind of becoming a bit stale at that point. It, it was a really good time. The second point is that um, God always has a plan for us, even if it's not what we expect. As Dad said, this year signaled the start of the small group trips where five, four or five of us go into China with two or three teachers um, for a weekend once, once, once every month um, to do like small group workshops for those that are already Christians. As it turned out, when we got there, what we'd planned had... So, we, we basically didn't do what we'd planned most of the time um, because the people who turned up weren't who we expected, um, whatever. So one time... We were going to do our workshop on small, uh, small group leadership, but ended up just talking about random theological questions and entertaining some five-year-old kids. Um, but I feel that following the plan that God had for us benefited them a lot more than if we had followed the plan that we had for them. Um, so it's important to, to note that even if we have a plan that is intended to reflect God's glory, sometimes God himself has a better way of doing it. Um, and we should probably listen to that because he's God and he knows better than us. Um, so, yeah, to conclude, it's been quite amazing um, being among people in GID who are, who are striving for God. Um, I know we're not perfect. I'm not perfect. No one's perfect. Um, but we are striving for godliness, and having people who can support you and also that you can support is, is really amazing, um, and it's really beneficial to your faith. But you do have to be careful not to fall into the trap of complacency, um, which is why recently I've started praying for challenges and for God to take me out of my comfort zone again. Um, and, yeah, I'm, I'm just eagerly awaiting what God has planned for me. That's all.
is Danielle. I'm in grade 9 CIS. This is my first year in GID. Throughout the year, the Lord has opened my eyes to many of my fears and helped me face them. As a young child, I was always the shy, I was always the shy girl, and I never spoke unless it was necessary, let alone share the gospel with the people in China whom I didn't know any of them. The first time I went to Kaiping, I was really scared. Although I have been a Christian all my life, I really doubted the Lord strengthened me. And when in, in Kaiping, the moment we finished our program, Mr. Yu told us to mingle with the young people there. I was really quiet, and I figured that if no one else spoke to me, then I would just stick around with the others. After a while, I felt, the, I felt God calling on me to share my testimony with the people there. And in the end, I actually became a couple of I actually became good friends with a couple of them. After a number of these trips this year, not only have I become more open to others, but I have also learned to become more confident in sharing the gospel with others. Unlike some of the other members in GID, I did not grow up in a Christian family. Although my parents were not Christians, they were supportive of my commitment to God. However, I always found it hard to share with them about the Bible, God's word. It never felt right to start talking about it in the middle of a meal or even any time around them. Moreover, when I was with my friends, I never shared with them because I, I was always scared what they would think about me, how they judged me. But this caused me to keep silent most of the time because I didn't want them to think bad about me. Every time I wanted to speak about the word, I always prayed to God to help me overcome these obstacles. So one time I was reading the Bible while praying and I came across this verse, Isaiah 41.10. It says, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you in my righteous right hand. This verse really comforted me and got my spirit up. It gave me the courage to speak before big crowds and even in front of my friends. Every time I had difficulties, I knew that God would be with me and lead me through all these obstacles. So I believe that by facing my fears in my first year in GID, God was glorified, and he'll forever be my Lord and Savior in my heart. Thank you. Ephesians 2.10 says that we are God's workmanship, in essence, his masterpiece. Now, I don't know about you, but when I wake up in the morning and look into the mirror, I don't really see a masterpiece. But I want to be one, and so each morning I go to God and I pray, and I say, Dear God, please mold me into the person you created me to be. Help me to become more like your son, Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Hey. Who, who are you? I'm God. You're not God. I am. You were just praying. That's why I'm here. If, if you're God, then make it snow in here. Snow in here? They will be so cold and yucky. I don't think they would like that. See, I told you you're not God. Why? Why do you say that? Why would God use the word yucky? <laughs> why not? It's a Greek word, actually. Oh, well, um, what are those? Oh, these? These are my tools. 
that I'm going to use to transform you back into my original masterpiece. How do you know what to keep and what to chisel away? I'll take away everything that does not belong to me. In that case, could you chisel around just around here? Like, I've been trying to lose weight lately, God, and like, I've tried exercise, dieting, even Pilates, which is really awkward. But then I can't get rid of it. Just like maybe three to five pounds, please. You're, you're pretty funny. Of course, you created me to be that way. So you want to keep joking or can I start? You can start. Mm, let's see. This is your pride. This is your anger. Ouch. You always compare with others, but you never compare with me. You have a problem with lust. Hold on, I do not have a problem with lust. Are you sure? In, okay, maybe a tiny little bit, but look, God, we've done three things today already, and I think we're going pretty good, so how about let's just take a break? Well, okay, why don't you look in the mirror? Who do you see? Lang mm, I see me. Then... I think we have to continue because I want others to see Jesus Christ in you. Look, God, I don't really mean this in any way, but when I start looking more like your son Jesus, my friends get uncomfortable around me. They're just like, oh, you're so holy now. We can't be friends anymore. And I don't really like that. Then are you saying you want to be your own God? I did not say that. But that's what you meant. Yes, it is. God, look, it's so hard talking to you. You know what I'm going to say and you know what I'm thinking. I'm, I'm getting tired. Let's just, let's start this tomorrow at three again. How's that? This is called control. You want to control your life, but what do you want me to do then? Do you want me to continue? Yeah, continue. This is a sin that you have hidden in your heart for a very long time. You think your actions have helped yourself, but <clears throat> you're actually still feeling very lonely. God, I don't think you understand this pain. You're asking me to sacrifice a lot. I, I know your pain, and trust me, I know what's sacrificed. I sacrificed my son Jesus to die on the cross for your sin, just so that you can have freedom. God, look, maybe I, I thought... What, your thoughts are not my thoughts. Maybe we can try this in another way? Your way is not my way either. But, God, God, I can't. You, you can't what? I can't be good. Like, every morning, I wake up and I look into the mirror. I hate who I see. I see this scared little kid who, who doesn't know what she's doing. I go out there and I try to do what I'm supposed to do. But I can't. I can't do what I want to do. I can't do what other people want me to do. Let alone what you want me to do, God. I'm trash. I'm useless. Why, why do you say you're trash? Why do you listen to what other people say? Why don't you listen to what I say? I don't create trash, okay? My love to you is stretches as far as the east is from the west. Um, how should I show you my love? Oh, why don't you reach into your pocket? This, this is a page from a journal I wrote years ago. Yeah, read it. 
Shiloh is very handsome. I want to marry him someday. No. <coughs> the other page. Dear God, did I hear you right today? Did I hear you say that you love me? Even though you and I both know that I've messed up so many times. Did I hear you say that you want to use me? But I feel so useless. God, if you'll take me and use me, I give you all that I am. I love you, God. I love you too. And because I love you so much, I don't want to see your life remain at this stage. Yes, although you will face difficulties in the future, but trust me, you should look at them as if a father's disciplining his children. A father only disciplines his children because he loves them, right? But it's not going to be easy, God. Yes, I never said it's going to be easy, but I've already overcome the world. Now I want you to look over there and say, Jacqueline is God's original masterpiece. Jacqueline is God's original masterpiece? Yeah, say it again. Jacqueline is God's original masterpiece. Yes, you are. And so are each and every one of you. God doesn't create trash. Each and every one of you is God's original masterpiece. Hi, um, my name is Vivian, and this is my second year being in GID team. And God had taught me a lot of things through GID. Uh, but most importantly, it helped me grow into the person I am today. Uh, I remember a few years back when I was in grade 8, I always liked to compare myself with other people, especially my sister. Although my sister always say that she is not smart or not intelligent, but she's, she always gets higher grades than me. I'm, I'm never scared when I'm getting ready to receive my report cards, but when I get home and, look, and I look at my sisters, I get this weird feeling that I'm never going to be as good as her. She's always going to be too smart for me. However, my parents did not think that she was too smart for me or anything like that. They didn't even compare my grades to her. My parents always believed that I can do better, and they kept encouraging me. Then last year, I joined GID. Since my sister was a senior in CIS last year, uh, she was in GID as well. And because of that, uh, I didn't step up as much as the other people. And for example, my sister was in charge of the skit. And because of that, I, was, I joined the skit and be part of it too. I was just depending on her too much. And I didn't think that I was capable or good enough to handle it by myself. However, this year, my sister graduated, so she's not in GID anymore. And I got uh, more confidence in translating for people and joining more of the skit and things like that. And because of GID, I've learned that I'm never useless. I'm never trash to God. He has his own ways of teaching me and using me to share his words to others. I really do thank God for putting me into this school. Because of this school, I have the opportunity to glorify his name. GID is one of the tools in school for me to share his gospel to other people. And I learned that I'm not rubbish, and he used, in, he used me in many miraculous ways. Thank you.
My name is Cassandra. I'm a junior at CAIS, and I just um, joined GID this year. Um, ever since I was a little girl, my parents would go, on to go into Africa on mission trips, and I would be so jealous because I would hear all the wonderful stories that they told about God's work, and I would just really want to go. Now, with GID, I can do that. We've been into China about... I've been into China now twice, and... Every time, God has shown me something new. Going to China opened my eyes to God's miracles. 
And on a recent trip, I actually witnessed a miracle. We were at the main church called Sunchen in Kaiping, and there was this guy sitting at the back of the church, and um, we went to him, me, my dad, and two other GID students, and we saw that his hand was um, really badly um, scarred, and we spoke to him, and we prayed for him, and while we were praying, my dad started speaking in tongues, and he started speaking in fluent Chinese, and my dad can't speak Chinese. So I was really shocked, and I was, it just opened my eyes to God's wonderful miracles that takes place. And it, it taught me that you mustn't take anything for granted, because in Christ alone, you can do anything with God's help. As we saw in this drive, God took, Christ took, the, took our sin on him, and he died for us so that we could be we could be alive and that we could, um, <laughs> sorry, I'm nervous, <laughs> so that we could just share his good news with everybody. When I was 14, I didn't believe that. I thought God had forsaken me and that he had just left me to myself. And I was, I, I grew up in a Christian family and I was, I was a Christian but I was a lukewarm Christian, and up until if, uh, about a year ago, I truly gave my life to Christ. And ever since then, I've been growing and learning in God's, in God's glory. So thank you for letting me share my testimony with you. And just remember that you can do anything because God will help you. Hi, I'm Ian. Um, I was born into a family with both parents addicted to drugs, and I was given up for adoption soon after birth. Um, and as I grew up and um, during childhood, I always been ashamed of my past. Um, I've always thought that my life would be full of darkness and full of shame. I thought that because of my past history, I won't be accepted by friends, peers, or even teachers. But it was not until I joined GID last year that I felt included and I realized that people actually cared for me. As I was encouraged and cared for by fellow team members, I was motivated to encourage and care for others through serving. By joining um, GID and with going to China with them and talking to the people there in China, it opened my eyes to the faith of the brothers and sisters there. During our trips to China, we split up into small groups and we go um, to visit homes. One time the couple we visited weren't in a great situation. They were both fighting cancer. During that visit, we listened to their stories and heard their voices. We saw the pain and we prayed for them. Towards the end of our visit, I asked the husband whether he needed any help or assistance. He gave me a reply, which I will never forget. He said, pray. Pray for us, for God hears our cry. God is good, he is love. I trust in him, and I have faith in his plan. And I thought I was going there to encourage him, but I was encouraged by him. Through the time serving with the team, I realized that no matter how big or small our problem is, God's grace alone is enough to overcome them. And since joining GID, 
I have been growing together with the team, realizing that God's va- God values each and every one of us. GID has been a great blessing to me throughout the past two years by all the support, love, and care that the team has given me. As a member of the team, I have enjoyed serving the people we met in China and here in Hong Kong, and I count it a blessing to have the opportunity to share the love of God. GID is not only a group of students and teachers with a heart to serve, but a community unifying as one to grow and support each other. I hope and pray that as I continue with the team, I will continue to grow in God and learn to serve others more. I strongly believe that no matter who we are, if we are his children, we are to walk in his will and to glorify his name. And that's what I plan to do. Thank you.
Hello, I'm Tucker. Uh, I grew up in a non-Christian family and met Jesus about a year ago. When I just became Christian, I was just feeling I was saved and thinking my life should be in this bubble, comfortable bubble, and keep Jesus within me only. But through the challenges and blessings that God has given me this year, I have changed a lot. I only understand a little bit of Mandarin, and I can't understand much. As for Cantonese, I only know the name of food. And <laughs> I'm not good at talking clearly, and often hesitate talking in the public. I, since I became Christian last year, so I don't have deep knowledge about Christianity. But I don't feel any barriers when I go to China. I just want to talk to people. I just want to talk about what we believe. And I can't stop talking. <laughs> I strongly feel like I want to talk to people about what I found in Jesus. Throughout the year, I have learned the importance of prayer. When we were visiting homes in Kaiping on October, I met a lady who has stage four cancer. And doctor told her that she only can live for a half a year. She has small children and her husband was really afraid that he might lose her. My home visit group and I prayed that they will know Christ and he will be the shelter for them. And after we prayed, her husband was crying and told us that he wants to believe in Jesus. So we gave him a Bible and he was interested in reading it. And I have been praying for her and her family since then. And last month when I went to Kaiping, I got the news that she's still alive. I really felt that God is real and God is great and prayer is really, yeah, <laughs> real. And he actually listens to us. And the biggest thing I have learned in GID is darkness cannot overcome the light, never. And no matter what comes in between God and us, our Lord always wins. I have been feeling that my family is broken um, and really empty. A month before I go to April trip, I had the biggest argument with my parents and I was filled with anger and hopelessness. And I was really uncomfortable staying at house. Even though I was in Jesus, I, was, I thought I was overwhelmed by darkness. Um, during the April trip, the school that we, visit, we visited performed a Chinese spiritual dance. And most of us perceived the presence of evil and got frightened. At night, we have discussed about it with teachers and students. As I was listening to people discussing, I, I was questioning myself, as a follower of Christ, should we fear of those things? Shouldn't we be the light of the world as well and reach out to people? And one of the teachers said, darkness never overwhelms the light, and we need to be glowing the glowing in the darkness, no matter how dark is the surroundings. That word felt me like, overwhelmed me a lot. And, oops. 
and I considered I was protected. And I really felt that I want to pass this like joy to others as well. Oops. Yeah, I want every single person on the earth to feel as I did. So thank you for the prayers and support that you 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 were like giving me like throughout the year. So without GID, I wasn't like this. I was really like yeah, not no. <laughs> Yeah, uh, keep praying for the next small group trip that's in next weekend. Thank you.
Luke 24:13 says, Now that the same day two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, they were talking with each other about everything that had happened. As, uh, as they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them, but they were kept from recognizing him. He asked them, What are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast. One of them, named Cleopas, asked him, Are you only a visitor to Jerusalem and do not know the things that have happened there in these days? What things, he asked. About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is the third day since all this took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning and didn't find his body. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the woman had said, but, he, but him they did not see. He said to them, how foolish you are and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Christ have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus acted as if he were going further. But they urged him strongly, stay with us, for it is nearly evening. The day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? Thank you, Gasman. Uh, I know the time is, is uh, really late, so uh, I'm not going to talk for long. I just want to cap, sum up what we did this year. This year was a little bit different. If, for those of you that were here last year, you'll remember that we have 40-some students on the team. This year, we have just a little bit more than half. Last year, I have about 21 of them seniors. This year, I have one wonderful, but only one wonderful senior. Last year, on the last um, visit, uh, the visit with AIC, I was able to share that 40 plus people came to know the Lord this, that year. This year, there were about five. Now, we rejoice with the five. And it's, not only, it's not only five, but five new souls that came to know the Lord. But it's different. I chose this passage to share because oftentimes I'm like those two guys. Kilopus and some guy we don't know the name of. What were they doing? To put it crudely, they were basically walking back to the hometown with the tails tucked between their legs because their king was just crucified. They had planned for a revolution. They had planned for maybe overthrow the Roman government. They were planning for a messiah to build an earthly kingdom. But their messiah just got crucified. They did not plan for that. The teachers at GID did not plan for this year the way it did. 
I was excited this year. I was excited saying, God, if you can just double what you did last year, instead of 40 some people, I'd love to be able to come to AIC and share and have a candle lit every time, over 100 people. But that's not his plan. Jesus' plan was different than what those two disciples um, have followed as well. And oftentimes, I felt like Jesus telling me, just like what he told those two disciples, how foolish you are. Didn't I just told you that my plans are not your plans? That what he had in mind is not necessarily what I have in mind? And there's something I think, at least for myself, I don't know about other GID teachers. This year was different. What I found this year was on, the on this team, we have a whole bunch of great, uh, we have a few grade nine students who did amazingly beyond what I gave them credit for at the beginning of the year. I have two or three students here who are first time GID members. They are new Christians. You heard some of them share. They just came to know the Lord at the beginning of the year. Um, and they are some of our brightest stars, so to speak. They gone way out of their ways to make people feel welcome, to share the love of Christ, to share the joy of Christ. That I, you asked me beginning of the year, I would say, okay, we'll be lucky to let them join, but uh, I don't expect much from them. Yeah, you can go ahead and call me foolish. As a matter of fact, I think it's maybe better to call idiots. <laughs> I often do that. And I'd like to end today. Is, as I said, I'm not going to share a whole lot. But I want to encourage you, encourage me in Hebrew, chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning his shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. On this recent trip, about two weeks ago, on a band trip, uh, our school band, along with GID, went to China. And we had a lot of struggles building up to that trip. There were a lot of difficulties with logistics as well as other things. And Mike and I have been talking and we've been praying, saying, God's going to do great things. And yet I was still being that um, idiot. I somehow thought that what I wanted was maybe hundreds of people come to know him. Yes, people did. Praise God for that. But what I think he had in mind, I still don't know for sure, is that lots of our own students got encouraged and grow in faith. A lot of the brothers and sisters that we encounter, they're already Christians. They have a new sense of encouragement to see what God is and who God is. I still oftentimes take my eyes off God, far often, much more often than I like. But I hope this passage remind me and may remind you. This verse 2 says, fixing our eyes on Jesus. That's the only way to go. Keep our eyes on him. Thank you for allowing us to come to visit you. I'm sorry for being over time. Um, give it back to Mike.
Well, well thank you, team. Uh, one of the great things I love about having students come and share with us is whenever we think about ministry, we often can get in our mind it's for someone else or just like we heard, I'm not good enough, I'm not ready, I'm not this, that, or the other. And two of my favorite words in the English language, but God. God continues to work. Uh, we only were able to see five come to know Jesus Christ that we know of, but what we don't know is how God continues to work in hearts because the message that was spread while those teams were there. We do know that lives were invested in on the smaller trips that were focused on discipleship, on maturing believers in their faith, and we rejoice in seeing those. And then you hear stories. And by the way, Noko, if you know how to order food in Cantonese, you're doing better than me. So well done. But the thing is, we tell God all the things he cannot do. And when I was a teenager, I'm pretty confident I could not stand up here in front of all of you. And I wouldn't be able to share how God had been at work in my life the way they had. So what I challenge us, all of us, is to look back to the words of Paul to Timothy. Don't let anyone look down upon you because you're young. But set an example in speech, in life, and in purity, and in faith. May we all do that, regardless of age, regardless of where we are. May we take it as our challenge to be a people unified together, living as an example, and glowing in the dark. In these dark times, may the light that shines in us be the light of God. Let's pray together. Lord, I praise you that you have fearfully and wonderfully made us, that we who are in Christ have been saved by your blessed grace not by works of our own, but because of who you are and what you've done in transforming and refining and in chiseling us. Lord, make us a little bit more of a masterpiece each day as we become more like you. And as we go out, let us glow in the dark for your glory and for your name's sake, we pray. Amen. You are dismissed. Please welcome the team warmly. Make them a cup of coffee and just enjoy getting to know them this morning.